Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to Crossing Cultures with Phil Metzger. You can connect with us on social media at Crossing Cultures or by visiting www.crossingculture.org. Make sure you stick around after today's message for a discussion with Phil and our special guest. Well, thanks for joining me today on this episode of Crossing Cultures. I'm excited to get into our passage, and I'm excited for the conversation that's going to happen later on in this show. If you're not able to listen in on the radio live this whole time, make sure that you you subscribe to our podcast, at Crossing Cultures, so that you don't miss uh, this whole episode. We're going to be sitting down with Jeremy and AD Camp. If you don't know the camps, they're they're just an amazing family. Last week we had their two of their kids. They've got three. We had two of their kids on who have written some fantastic songs, so relevant for today. And uh, but today we're going to talk with Jeremy and AD, and of course uh, he's well known for the music that God's given him that's been put out. They've got a movie. Um, Jeremy and AD have a book out together that we're going to be. Uh, we want to get into your hands called In Unison. It's an amazing marriage book. So uh, a lot of exciting things happening, uh, but I'd like to jump right into 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we're going to look at verses 12 through 17 today. So let me go ahead and read those verses. For we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 now I'm in verse 13. For if we are beside ourselves, it's for God. Or if we are of sound mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Verse 16, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And Father, I pray that as we we just kind of take a moment to look at your word, may it just have life in us and working through us. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if I've said this in our uh, radio or podcast I don't remember if I've said this, but but let me go ahead and say it now. It's this. Uh, the Corinthian church and Paul were not getting along. I don't want to rehash their whole story, but uh, let's just put it like this. The Corinthians wanted a leader that looked and acted the part. They wanted, you know... They wanted the, 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 the quintessential leader, and it was not Paul. <laughs> and so in a very sarcastic way, Paul was giving them an opportunity to be proud of him. And he's speaking somewhat ironically here because the church in Corinth wasn't at all interested in boasting in Paul's trials and in his weaknesses. Paul was like wanting them to, like, you know, you can boast in all that God's doing in my life. I'm suffering and I'm struggling and, and I'm persecuted. And they're like, this is not what we wanted from a leader. But those are the things that Paul boasted about. He boasted in in his weakness, that God would be powerful in his life and glorified through his life. The church uh, was looking for somebody whose appearance and whose, whose uh, you know, wording and whose, you know, just had the presence of a leader. Paul's only glory was in his heart, not, not in his outward appearance. He didn't look like a winner. He didn't speak with the charisma that made the world turn their head and listen. He didn't exude success from the outside. And he's been pointing out over and over that even in his weakness, God is receiving glory. But listen, that didn't have any real appeal to the people in Corinth, to the Christians in Corinth. They wanted a leader that showed success. 
And that's why he says, are we beside ourselves? Are we crazy? If you see us as being irrational and bizarre, we're doing this for the Lord. Now, he wasn't being irrational and bizarre, but when you have an expectation that is outward, that is superficial, that is shallow, if that's what you're wanting from your leader, and then he comes in with all this intense depth and just quality, but he's he's exuding weakness. He's 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 glorying the fact that he's he needs Christ and he's not, you know, strong and successful and, and passion, you know, or not passionate. He's very passionate, but not that charismatic leader that they wanted. They saw him. If you could believe this, they saw him like everybody else did back then. He was a failure. I know that sounds really strong and harsh to say, but the truth is, is that we read the New Testament with some rose colored glasses. Why? Because we see actually... We see it the right way. We see the impact of the work of God's Spirit empowering His Word and working through His people throughout history. We see a church today that is still reading the words of the Apostle Paul. And so we assume, oh, he must have been so successful. But really, nothing could be further from the truth, at least from the outward perspective. He never pastored a large church. His preaching was just okay. He was hated by the Jews, the Gentiles, and let's be honest, most Christians. But today, we see the work of the Holy Spirit preserving what truly was and is God's heart for the nations, and Paul was integral in that. Otherwise, we would never know who Paul is, because his contemporaries would have removed any semblance of his name if they could have. I want to remind you that there was somebody else in the New Testament who the people said was out of his mind. And if you guess Jesus, you are correct. That's some pretty good company to be in. Paul and Jesus were seen as being out of their minds crazy. Why? Because they were just so invested in the eternal. Jesus gave himself fully to the cross. Paul gave himself fully to being crucified with Christ. And there's people out there who don't understand that, even Christians who may not understand that. They're looking for the, the leader that fits their image. But really what we see in the New Testament is that Paul didn't fit that kind of persona, but God was working in his life and God preserved uh, that message uh, for really for all of eternity. Now, verse 14 is a fascinating verse. The love of Christ compels us because we judge that if one died for all, then all died. Paul says that what moves him is the love of Christ. What love is Paul talking about? Is it the love that he has for Christ? I don't think so. I believe that Paul's writing about the love that Jesus has for Paul. He was compelled, and that word compelled has kind of two I think they they seem opposing, but they're really beautifully intertwined meanings. One is to be fenced in. The love of Jesus fenced Paul in. It gave him focus. It centered him. It kept him within the boundaries of God's love. But the second idea of what it means to be compelled is to be pushed. The love of Christ pushed Paul out and forward because he was so loved by God. The overwhelming love of Jesus for Paul made Paul secure and it moved him forward. I love that. I want to I want to kind of say that again and just uh, in another way. It's like just think about what it means to a person to be so loved by God that they feel both safe and the capacity to take risks because they are safe. 
And I love that. Paul felt so safe in Jesus that he took incredible risks going out to places that had never heard the gospel, speaking to people who hated him, preaching the gospel in places that were very difficult. But because he was so safe in the love of God, he was pushed forward in the love of God. I think if you were to ask Paul, why do you keep going? Why go to jail? Why be homeless? Why suffer all of these injustices? He would say to you and me, I am safe and I am driven by the love of Jesus in my life. And that is where real freedom comes from. You know, there's lots of ways to motivate people. I mean, I'm not saying that they're all good and they're right. They're definitely not. But there's ways to motivate. Guilt is a strong motivator. It's not a good motivator. It has some temporary success, but it eventually makes people bitter. You know, you get guilted long enough and then you, you kind of fight back. Another strong motivator is ego that's born out of insecurity, right? And it's an ineffective motivator because you'll burn out or you'll crash and burn. Love is the only healthy motivator. Love makes us feel safe. God's love, God's love makes us actually safe. Love also, and God's love pushes me forward. It pushes me forward in all of the right directions. I could put this into another context. Uh, my wife, Joy, and I, we've been married uh, almost 26 years. And we're still, still learning how to love each other and to be better people to each other. I don't see some things about myself that are ugly, and she does. And it's really hard, and everything in me fights against change, but love compels me. It doesn't have to. I can decide to let my bitterness consume me and my insecurities and my defensiveness. That's easy. But, man, I don't get it. But she loves me and she stands by me and she helps me. And that kind of love compels me. How much more is this true of Jesus? This is what I want for each one of us, that we would become so overwhelmed by the love of Jesus for us and that this would motivate us. You are listening to Crossing Cultures with Phil Metzger. If this ministry has added value to you and you would like to hear more content, you can subscribe at our Crossing Cultures podcast or visit us online at www.crossingculture.org. If you would like to support us financially, you can do that on our website at www.crossingculture.org. Now let's get back into today's message. I want to mention something else from verse 14. The love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died Notice here, Jesus' death does not save everyone, but it is able to save everyone. What's the difference? Uh, uh, Jesus' death does not guarantee that every single person is going to heaven. It's just simply that we all have access to, to eternal life with God. He died for all of us so that if we would put our faith in him and we ask and invite God to come into our lives and forgive us of our sins, then he will become the Lord of our lives. We will have the hope of heaven. Uh, look at verse 15, or let me read verse 15 to you. He died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them. Paul's logic here is this, because Jesus died for us, we should stop living for ourselves and live for him. But be careful here. This is not Paul's new motivation. He's already told us to be compelled by the love of Jesus. Paul's not trying to guilt us into living for Jesus. It can easily sound like that, right? He died for you, so live for him. It can be and has been used to control and manipulate plenty of Christians into giving, 
into serving, into, into how they live their lives. But the, Paul's intention is more factual than motivational. It's just more, it's more like information here. It's fact. Because Jesus died for us and translated us from death to life, we should live our lives for him. This isn't that like that, that motivation, like you better live for God or that pressure. Jesus is life. And we should invest our lives into his life. He is the way, so we should live our lives in his way. He bought our freedom, so we should do the best to live in his freedom and never again in the bondage of sin. It should be motivational, but it wasn't written just to motivate. It's a fact. Jesus died for all of us, and we can live our entire lives for him. Let me take this a little bit deeper, though. Paul's word to us is this. We should live no longer for ourselves. Being a Christian does not make this verse a reality in our lives. It's still our opportunity to surrender ourselves, to reject anything else that our heart wants to give allegiance to, and at the same time, to surrender ourselves to the Lord and his will for our life and his heart for people. It means that we will get those other things that our heart desires as well. Because when we have Jesus, we have everything. He is where our marriage finds healing. He is where our hopes are met. In fact, he's where our hopes are exceeded. In verse 16, he says, Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we've known Christ that way, we know him thus no longer. We, we don't look to the image, but to the substance of the heart. How many people have we all written off because of, an, of their appearance? Or vice versa. How many people have we given attention so simply, uh, or just simply because of their appearance? Oh, they look like somebody that I could listen to. Oh, they have the, oh, they, that person's beautiful. I'm going to listen to them. Oh, that person doesn't appeal to me. I'm not going to listen to them. And I'm not just talking about good looks, but that they appeal to shallow things. You know, a good communicator can hide behind shallow content. A good manager can hide behind poor character. And that's what Paul's talking about here. Now, verse 17, and we'll, we'll wrap up here. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Who is this a promise to? Anyone who is in Christ? However long you've been a Christian, God is ready to make all things new again. However new you are in your faith, God is making all things new. I'm saying this in the form of a question, and now I'm saying it in the form of an exclamation. However new you are in your faith, Wherever you're at in your walk with God right now, he wants to make all things new, no matter your intelligence, ethnicity, social status. For those who are in Christ, all things are becoming new. And there are ramifications to this new reality for those that are in Christ. We can, we should, we should pray, we should believe in a transformed new creation in Christ. For those that have put their faith in Jesus, you can believe that God is working in the inner man, in the inner you, the real you. You are listening to Crossing Cultures with Phil Metzger. If this ministry has added value to you and you would like to hear more content, you can subscribe to our Crossing Cultures podcast or visit us online at crossingculture.org or philmetzger.com. We would love to send you a copy of Jeremy and Andy Camp's book on marriage titled In Unison for your gift of $10 or more. You can do that on our website at crossingculture.org or philmetzger.com. Let's get back into today's message.
Being a new creation does not mean we are perfect. Hopefully we're understanding this, but sometimes we fail to think about this for other people. We are being transformed in Christ. This is, this is the Christian life. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. I want to, I want to just pause and, uh, cause this is just so powerful to me. He is a new creation. I love the, 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 there's an emphaticness about this. It's not like, oh, he's, he's, he will be, it's not, he is. And friends, I want you to think about your own life right now. And I call you friend because God's for you. God is, God is so for you. He's for your home life. He's for your thought life. He's for your family. He's for your marriage. He's for your workplace. He's for your school. He is for you. And you are a new creation if you are in Christ. What does that mean? Well, it just means this. Have you put your faith in Jesus? Have you come to the place in your life where you say, God, I need you. I can't do this. I am, I'm not making it. I'm struggling. Forget struggling. I'm failing. And I've tried, but nothing's working. Then now's the time for you to turn to him. Now's the time for you to come to Jesus and to say, Lord, I've, I've tried it all. It's not working. I need you. And if you will, you will be a new creation. Old things have passed away. Now, now let, let me make that clear. Like we're talking in the context of like, uh, when you put your faith in Jesus, he forgives you of all of your sins. He cleanses you of all unrighteousness, the Bible says. He prepares you. He, he, he's rebuilding and making you fit for eternity, fit for heaven. Now, you might say, gosh, right now, I, I know I'm a Christian, but I'm struggling still with the old things. Well, I think in a very practical way, and the Bible speaks to that. You know, in the book of Colossians, Paul says, kill the deeds of the flesh. But earlier, or actually just a little bit after, he says, but they're already dead. And I think we need to remember, like, God sees things that we don't yet see. And so we just want to pray and believe and do our part. What is our part? Well, old things, the Bible says right here, old things have passed away. So when that old thing comes back up into your life, maybe that old thought process, those old desires, those old mindsets, you know what you can do? Kill them. Kill them. Yep, kill them. Bring it to the cross of Jesus and say, Lord, this was already nailed on the cross. You died for my sins and it's still plaguing me. Help me, God. Forgive me, God. I want, and, and, and let me walk in newness. And that's what the word here says. Behold, all things have become new. There's something powerful about that. That idea that I could be new again and again and again in Christ. That I, I have a, it's not just that I get a fresh start because that's a powerful and that's a beautiful thing. It's more than that though. I am so loved by God and, and, and being in Christ, he's showing me how safe I am. I am fenced in by the love of Jesus so that I want to go out in the love of Jesus. All things become new. I want that to really settle into your heart today. You know, we're going to be talking with Jeremy and Adie, and like I said, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we want to get into your hands, their marriage book. And maybe set up a, a convert, like a Zoom conversation. For those of you that read the book, we could set up a Zoom conversation with them down the road. 
make sure you sign up on our website or, you know, like sign up, you know, subscribe so that we can make sure we, we uh, have your information. But, you know, I mean, think about that. Maybe you're in a marriage right now that you need newness. It's you're struggling. And I, I don't think the answer is going to be just, you know, read this or do this or think this or uh, no, no, the answer to your marriage is the answer to your singleness. It's the answer to every issue of our lives. It's to be renewed in Christ, that we are a new creation in Jesus. I want to encourage you, if you've not put your faith in Jesus, please make sure you do that. Reach out to a friend who knows God. If if you don't have a friend like that, then you just do it yourself. Reach out to, to the Lord. Call out to him. God, please forgive me. Please come into my life. Please forgive me of my sins. I want the hope of heaven. Thank you, Jesus, that I can, I can trust your word that anyone who cries out to you, you'll receive them. You pray a simple prayer like that, and you can know that if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. The old things have passed away, and all things have become new. Thanks for being with me on this Bible study. And as I said, in just a, just a, maybe one minute, we're going to jump in into this great conversation with Jeremy and Aidy Camp. God bless you guys. We hope you enjoyed our message. We have a great conversation coming up in just a moment. Crossing Cultures is focused on helping Christians learn how to connect to those who may live, believe, or think differently than they do. We would love for you to partner with us financially as we seek to take the gospel locally and globally. You can do so by visiting us online at www.crossingculture.org. We would love to send you a gift for your donation of any amount. Now let's hop back into today's discussion with Phil and our special guest. All right, well, thanks for listening to Crossing Cultures, and uh, we're jumping into what I think is going to be such a fun conversation um, this week on our show, Jeremy and AD Camp. Hi. Hi. What is up, my friend? What's up? <laughs> That's the radio voice right there. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and we just, Joy and I, um, we love you guys so we much. Love you too. Oh, my gosh. Love you guys. Now, we've been talking, and if you just remember, uh, just a quick thing, if you don't get to listen to this whole thing, jump. Subscribe to the podcast, Crossing Cultures, on all podcast platforms, and then you can keep up with this whole thing. But I hope you can be with us today. We've been talking about our need for coffee. So, uh, you know, if we're a little loopy, it's because we need some, we need some coffee. Or we say, Jeremy, wake up. Jeremy. Uh-huh. I didn't worship this morning, and then we had a whole Memorial Day picnic. Oh, my you know, gosh. Which was amazing. That was we so won in much softball. Fun. We won in softball. So that was very awesome. exciting. And now we're really tired from yeah. it. <laughs> and our legs both hurt. Our legs both hurt. Yes, yeah, but, we're old. but you'll go out and play golf like a madman. Thirty-six holes. Thirty wow. in a day. Okay. Yeah, two days in a row. Whoa. Two days in a row. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. So this was yeah. Oh my nothing, gosh. Nothing, bro. <laughs> this makes me. That's you're a lightweight. Feel, yeah, such wow. a lightweight. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was tired this morning too. <laughs> so. a, I'm a baby. Never mind. <laughs> you guys, I just thought it'd be so fun to like. Um, you guys have a marriage book. Yeah. And um, I have it here. It's in unison? Yeah, or? Yes, yeah in yeah. unison, right? And um, I thought we can, here we are, the four of us, we could just sit in here and talk about marriage and life and, I don't know, just have a fun conversation. Yeah, love that. And um, we just, yeah, we're just, I think you guys have so much to, to offer. And um, we, we want to do something where we have you guys, if you're listening and you want to get a hold of that book, make sure you subscribe and we'd love to get that to you. And um, so why did you guys decide to write a marriage book? Maybe we start there. Like, what yeah. what brought that on? Well. 
honestly, I thought, you know what? We have a perfect marriage, so let's just tell everybody right. how to have a perfect marriage. Totally, <laughs> we have it all together. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That definitely was not the case. Um, weird. That's why Joy and I have never written a marriage. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> and it's funny, people are like, wait, we did think about, is this going to be marriage no, suicide? Totally. Jeremy was like, we should write a marriage book. And I'm like, is this relational suicide? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Uh-huh. Are you sure? Yeah. Like, next, you guys are going to do a kid, like, a write a book on how to raise Parenting. kids. Yeah. <laughs> actually, so many people have said that. Literally, like, people. Nope, I'm really good. <laughs> yeah. I'm really no, thank really you. <laughs> that has been the question, actually. No way. Yeah, raising kids yeah. book. Like, but I think we've, you know, I've, of course, been you know, around for 43 years of my life. But, like, we've been married for how many years? 17 17. years. And during the time we've been married, we've known, I mean, I I don't even want to say a handful because it's been many, many people, dozens of people that we've known that have gotten divorced. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is you have this thing in marriage where people feel like that they're an, they're an island that when they mm-hmm. go through something they're the only ones that are going through it yeah. so they kind of just isolate isolate themselves so and we, we've seen that people will come to us when they've already made their decision so they'll yeah. say you know we're really struggling and you know i just feel like that just there's just no hope you know Every like time. okay but yeah. there's always hope you know yeah. so we start giving them these you know hey this is this is something to step into here's some mm-hmm. advice here's some things let's pray for you but we realize that they've already made the decision. Mm-hmm. When you say that, like, yeah, it, and unfortunately, it, I think we just found like if we could step in, and I mean, like Jeremy said, all jokes aside, be very transparent and vulnerable about the things that we've learned and the mistakes we've made. Yeah, mm-hmm. of just going, you're not alone in this, and don't give up. And if we could be a voice to encourage people before they've come to that place, exactly. that even though, because I feel like by the time they actually make it public and ask for help. Like Jeremy said, they've actually Almost really already yeah. made up their yeah. mind. Yeah. And I mean, you know, how many times, Joy? Joy every time. Every it seems like yeah. every time. most of the marriage counseling we've done at the end, they're usually at the very at the end, end. and yeah. it's almost like they want us to say, "Yeah, we agree with you," yeah. right? Because yes. they, totally they're they're right. at that point, right? Yeah. Okay, so you wrote the book in a kind of like a response to that yeah. of, "Hey, no marriage is perfect, and if we can get to you before you get to that right that stage." And wow. I think too, it's just even preparation. I mean, we've. You know, it's interesting, you know, writing this book, too. We were very transparent mm-hmm. and in writing the book. And we had some friends of ours that I was surprised they even said it because we know them real well. And they're like, man, we were surprised on how transparent you guys were. And that kind of surprised me because I, I'm like, I didn't. Are people not transparent with marriage books? But then I don't. I don't know. You know what I mean? You so well, how many marriage books had you guys read before you wrote this oh, book? Oh, I'm a big reader. Okay, so okay. I, don't, I don't even, I couldn't even answer that question. Um, Jeremy, <laughs> honey, not, how not many have many. you read? <laughs> Bits and pieces? Moving on. Next Bits and pieces of a lot. <laughs> Bits and pieces. No, but I mean, that's yeah. so cool because you weren't influenced by the way things no. already have no, been done. No, not know? at all. Yeah, not at all. And I think as well, it was just that, that thing again of just going, we've learned so much from people that have been vulnerable and just realizing as well, I think the enemy really does try to create this isolation of I'm the only one that's going yeah, through this. Exactly. And then the shame, you know, yeah. and, and the shame that then we hide and, and we're embarrassed about the things we feel like we should have together, especially even as Christians, oh, because yeah. there's this expectation, well, I'm a Christian. Maybe even we shouldn't be struggling or, oh, gosh, we're facing pornography. How the heck do we deal with that? Mm-hmm. You know, and my husband's so domineering or the wife's disrespectful mm-hmm. how do we deal with all, all of those things and sometimes in my heart I have resentment towards my husband and, and dare I say it I even hate him at times but yeah. as Christians I'm forbidden from all of those mm-hmm. things and so just really being transparent and then just saying okay in the middle of these really difficult things where is Jesus in all of this yeah. where is the Holy yeah. Spirit's work 
in our lives, in our, in our marriages, because at the end of the day, marriage is a God-given institution. And I hate, mm-hmm. I hate even the way that that sounds. It's a God-given, beautiful relationship. In, and we need his supernatural love. So to do things in the flesh, we're going to mess it up. Yeah. But I know there's been times that I've had bitterness in my heart towards Jeremy and had mm-hmm. to be honest with God about it. Mm-hmm. Just going, Lord, I don't have love in my heart for him right now. And I need you to meet me here mm-hmm. because I want to stay married and I want to be, you know, 70 years old, or however old and looking at my husband and going, you're still my best friend. I still yeah. appreciate things about you. I still love you. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. That's the goal, right? And mm-hmm. everybody wants that yeah. goal when they first get married. Mm-hmm. So how do we, we get there? It's like the seeds you sow today is what we'll reap down the right. line. So what is that, 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 that looks like today? You you know? Yeah. Well, I think it, it, we were talking about too, is the whole inviting people into your life. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. if you are transparent with people, like we, with our book, trying to be transparent with people, just saying, yeah. Hey, we go through the stuff too. Um, that's how you, you draw actual real accountability because yes. a lot of people will, okay, let me give you an example. And yeah, this will kind please. of help you understand the type of relationships that we try to have with people. So, the other day, well not the other day, but I was talking to a friend. It was me and my wife and my friend and his wife. Mm. And we have we ask questions. How are you guys doing? And and if you're willing to be real and transparent, yep. then you really go, let me think about this. And so I remember I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I've been having a hard time with her. And I don't know if I have like resentment in my heart. Like mm. I, I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. I'm reacting a certain way and I don't know why. And mm-hmm. so I'm kind of just sharing, being super honest. I mean, we're mm-hmm. all there together. Totally. And I'm talking about her yeah. to yeah. my friends. 100%. You know? it's not, yeah. She's not like not there. Yeah, she's right. Right. It's right. not just even me. No, and I'm fully aware that that's what we're dealing yeah. with. Yeah, so exactly. Because it's real new. to us. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And I didn't have to just be me and him. It's like, hey, let's all talk about this. I love that. So he looks at me and he goes, all right, Adrian, Jeremy, okay. I just sent you a counselor. You need to see a counselor to me. He oh. looked at me and said, you need to see a counselor. And I was like. Okay. Oh. And he goes, all right, Adrian, you keep him accountable. Make sure he sets it up an appointment. That's so and I was cool. like, okay. So I did. And wow. I've, I've seen the counselor. That's and so cool. I'm just going, okay, let me figure out. And realizing a lot of stuff stem from just, I haven't dealt with some past grief and right. almost post-traumatic things mm. from losing my first wife. Sure. There's some things with 100%. family that have happened Can that imagine. has been tough. And so I realized that it's like things have been out of control. Mm. And so anything I can maybe control, I mm. guess, like wow. that makes me feel safe. Mm-hmm. And if it's not exactly how I think it should be. So you start realizing things. So, yeah. wow. but my point in saying that is that he looked at me and said, all right, you need to sit counselor. Adrian, here's the number. Make sure you stay accountable to him. And I mean, you keep him accountable to do right. this. So that's what I'm talking wow. about. What a gift of real. a friend. Big what a time. gift of friendship. Because really I feel like we experienced that kind of friendship being outside of the U.S. People who struggled, there was an understanding that yeah. marriage is going to be tough. Yeah. It's yes. going to be a struggle. And so being able to have a friend or being able to say, it's yeah. not, it wasn't shocking. No. It's not like, oh my gosh, wait, what? You guys are fighting. You're Christians and you fight. <laughs> and yet since we've moved to the U.S. three years ago, we have heard this countless times. Christians, people are like, uh, I don't want you to get the wrong impression of my husband and I. I don't want to tell anyone what's going yeah. on because maybe we're not going to be asked to lead a small group. Oh, man. And it's just right. the, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking. It is. So you'd rather not say anything and, and live, in, live in isolation, yes. live completely solitary, and have your marriage fall apart. You're still leading that small group. Yeah. You're still pushing through that, that you're small group. You're leading the small group until you're divorcing. Until your <laughs> yeah, wife and leaves and you. And affecting people in, a, in the and, worst uh, way. In yeah. the worst yeah. possible way. Yeah. Yeah. So we perpetuate isolation we yeah. perpetuate yep. um insincerity and falseness yeah. to keep this uh what is the persona yeah, of, of we yeah, have facade. this christian mm-hmm. marriage 
But and yet our kids know it. They see right through it. Yeah. And everyone around us. And yet we're not willing to be, like you said, vulnerable yeah. and honest. And like that, that's everything right there. Well, and I think for me, growing up in, in the church, one of the most difficult things that I struggled with was the, was the double standard. Mm. Yeah. And still to this day, that's a really hard thing for me of seeing people say something and then behind closed me doors too. act oh, in a completely yeah. different way. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. And yeah. so for me, I just, I'm not saying that I am not a hypocrite at times because I definitely have been. Mm. But even within the way that we operate in our family, I, this vulnerability and at times just even going, I need tools. Exactly. Like I don't, as a girl, I perhaps don't understand how a guy's brain works. Yeah. So to be able to equip myself, mm -hmm. be it through counseling or reading marriage books or mm -hmm. being honest and transparent with friends, but just going, it is totally okay if we come to the relationship lacking and inadequate, because actually we all do. Exactly. And then going, I need tools. So like marriage counseling at your church or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in that. You don't even have to be struggling. Exactly. You know, the same way that we would better ourselves in any other area for that to be the way that we approach marriage and going, mm -hmm. I need tools to understand each other better and and learn to you know just the ins and outs of communication exactly. and all of that stuff. Yeah. Or how to how to fight. Like, yes. Yes. How to yeah. fight. It is. What are the tools to fight? Exactly. So for me, are these gloves on? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What like, are the how rules? Do you, how do you react to conflict? Like yes. for me, yes. I react to conflict where we start something gets tension and and all of a sudden I can just feel like I'll put a wall up and I'm like don't. Like I need, I need space. And he's like, run for the hills. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. same. Because I just need to way. like, I got to yep. get, you know, yep. get my process down. Flight, your yeah. Flight yeah. And yep. I'm yep. like, nope. Yep. She's the, let's deal with it right now. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I'm like, no, yep. we're not going, we're dealing Jeremy. with this right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. We're going to work this out, right? Now. Hello, how I mean, this is what we're doing. I'll tell you, that's why it's funny because you'll talk to people and it's like, that's a guy thing. It's like, no, no. no. that's no, actually it's just a personality thing. It's a personality thing. There's some things that you're like, okay, guys and girls are different and here's how to kind of figure out. But you can't just go, well, that's a guy thing. No. Because no. I, I've talked to many people who are like, the girl's like that yeah. or the guy's like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's either or. Totally. But like, so I, we had to talk about how do we, how do we deal with this? How do we meet in the middle? How do we meet in the middle? What's and, our compromise look like? Like, okay, Jeremy needs space. Yes. But, but at some point, but it's like, you okay. you also need the conversation. We need so. resolution. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll give you, I mean, we jokingly like okay i'll give you 24 hours yeah, we, but tomorrow we're talking about yeah, but it's, it's, not, it's not what it is but it's more That's like good. Yeah. Oh, we, totally. we, we promise me that we'll circle back on this I love that. it's like yes do you promise me you'll quit pushing me because yeah. there's times like what happened I, in the beginning of our marriage was really bad really volatile because she like one time you gotta tell the story because it just oh, well, gets, it's in the book too yeah, okay, so it is in the book. and the thing is is that for me the, the upbringing that i was raised in my dad would get mad and leave and mm -hmm. it felt so, um, yeah, it created rejecting. such a tremendous Gosh. amount of insecurity yeah. and I didn't know where his commitment was. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I wasn't process processing it as, oh, Jeremy just needs space mm -hmm. to think through this. He also wants to control his own sort of adrenaline and maybe mm -hmm. even anger that he's feeling and he doesn't want to say something he regretted. Mm -hmm. So I just saw it as oh, he's not committed. Mm -hmm. And it was like, uh, 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 no, this, we're not doing this. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, forcing his commitment, forcing his, like, you're not bailing on me right now. Like, when when his together, perspective is completely different. Completely yeah. And, yeah. different. Oh, and wow. so the one day, um, gosh, I've got to think of the details quickly, but at one point we have this huge argument and I, it's just stupid. I won't even go into the details as most arguments usually are. Mm -hmm. Right. But um, he was like, no, I'm leaving. So he starts to, oh, oh so 
if anyone have seen Jeremy and I, Jeremy is muscular to say the least. <laughs> I'm five five on my best days, and um, so I decided I was going to barricade the door oh. to prevent him from leaving. Yeah, that's gonna okay. work. <laughs> so he literally like picked me up by my shoulders and just like lifted me up and just shifted me right over. Like you're seriously not an obstacle for me right now. And I'm like, oh yes, I am. Watch me. So then he goes and he grabs the car keys. So he goes out to climb into the car key. So I run around and I'm like, oh, I've got you. I jump into the front seat. Like, you're not leaving. <laughs> so then he goes, and I can't even remember what happened. I, I think the car keys. Oh, I think I grabbed the other set of keys. Like, it doesn't mean you're not. Like, I was trying to outsmart him at every possible mm-hmm. thing. Like, you can imagine the juke. You know, here I'm going back and forth. And I'm like, no, you're not doing this. And Love anyway, it. he got so mad. He threw the car keys. And I was like, yes, I won. Well, then he just took off walking down the road. Oh, <laughs> and by the gosh. way, it was... 35 degrees out oh and I had God. sandals yeah. and shorts, oh. shorts and sweatshirt. Yeah. You were regretting that. I don't even know <laughs> if you had a sweatshirt. You might have not, an t-shirt. So I got, I probably got about a mile and a half down the road. <laughs> That's pretty far. No, that it, is yeah, pretty like, far. Or more. You were committed. Yeah, he was yeah or more. Similar. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was, I was heading to a hotel. I was wow. like, I'm going to stay in a hotel. Yep. I called my friend to pick me up and he wouldn't. So I was like, fine, I'm going to stay in a hotel. <laughs> I, I, like, I have no friends right yeah, now. Like, this is alone. horrible. Yeah. So finally I was realizing like, this is going to look bad if I'm in my hometown staying in a hotel. It's just going to look bad. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I was like, uh... Well, Maybe I need to resolve moment, this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And in that moment, I think for me as well, immediately the Holy Spirit just started being like, is this seriously worth it? You know, and I just had that, oh, this is so stupid. If he needs space, I need to just give him space. And just even, I think for me, one thing in marriage is I've always tried to look at, I may not be starting an argument, but I definitely can contribute to it, either Mm -hmm. for the making of peace or the making of further conflict. And Mm -hmm. so it was one of those things that it was like, there's something in this moment that I need to own that I did wrong, Mm -hmm. whether or not, doesn't matter what he was doing. It was like before the Lord, I was going, there's stuff, junk, rubbish stuff that Mm -hmm. I need to own. So I just immediately started calling him like, I just want you to know I'm so sorry. And I'm sure that probably helped. Yeah. And then I called the dis- and said, can you pick me up, please? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to walk back. Yeah. It's too cold. And then, it, was, you know, it was a long mile and a half. It was a totally, long yeah. mile and a half. And, but I rem- and that's the whole thing, wow. too. I think that we, like she said, the key there is this. She said, what in, what in all this do I need to own? And mm-hmm. I think what happens is we like to go, Lord, if you just change this person this right. way, yes, exactly. then it'll be so much easier. Then I'll be right. able to submit or be able to yeah. like love fix better. them and I'll yeah, be better. Yeah, them yeah. Be help better. them understand me. Yeah, and then, yeah. then yeah. it'll be better. And that's yeah. the complete opposite of what we should be doing. Right. God, what is how can I change? How can mm. I love better? Right. How can I, love I that. that's what it is. And so I think key. that is one of the biggest mistakes that we see in relationships is that it's always like, yeah, he just is like this. And so it's hard. It's just hard. Or she's just like this. So it just makes it hard. It's like, well, <laughs> what are you doing to contribute exactly, yeah. you know, to that? Because obviously yes. you are. And even if for some reason you maybe aren't, you've had counseling sessions, it still can be, okay, God, how okay, can man. I love through yeah. that? Yes. Because so that will speak volumes and will change someone's heart. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So true. Like there's times when like, I realized that I was wrong in the whole thing. And because she actually was like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then I realized later that, she really didn't have anything to be sorry for. Mm. It actually kind of broke me down a little bit. Yeah, like her totally. humility and her admittance of wrong that really wasn't even her wrong made me kind of go, man, I am a jerk. Yeah. You know mm, what I mean? To be totally. honest. That's what I was hoping Yeah, exactly. exactly. Good, Dude, once you, you got it. that, you won. <laughs> and you won. Yeah, totally. No. <laughs> I love that. But you know what? Oh, Humility breeds relationships. It exactly. Yeah, it's it it's arrogance right. separates. I mean, yeah. us from God, us from each other. Yes, and it's so like true. humility in any form breeds relationships. And I think just like you're saying, 
it's what can I learn from this? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, marriage is difficult. Yes. Guess what? Dealing with people, any relationship mm-hmm. is hard. Mm-hmm. Yes, your kids, is. your spouses, your work people, like yeah. bosses, relationships are difficult. Right. Yeah. So how can I grow in this? What can God teach me in this? What are the supernatural characters that he's trying to work on me in this process? Yeah, because yeah, we, we love that verse, iron sharpens iron, right? We all right. We love right, that right. verse, but it's like, that's what the, how you describe a sword fight. Mm. Totally. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's a sword fight. Yes, you know? exactly. There's sparks flying and it's difficult. Yeah. And, yeah. and I love what you guys are saying because you're hopefully, and if you're listening on the radio, we want you to know like your marriage has hope. Yes. yes, exactly. If we if we could just be okay to be like transparent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love how transparent so you guys key. have always yeah. been mm-hmm. and the way you're being in your book and yeah. the way you are in life mm-hmm. and you're transparent with your kids yeah. and you're transparent when you're on stage and you're mm-hmm. transparent when you're in worship and you're, I mean, you're just, you're modeling transparency, yeah. which I think is like a great gift you're mm-hmm. giving to mm-hmm. the, to the world yeah. and mm-hmm. to the Christian world. I think mm-hmm. it's a really big gift and what you said, and I want to circle back and then we can move into like, I have a question to you guys, but I love that you're encouraging people. Like if you need counseling or if you don't know if you need it, then get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Totally. It's so helpful. Yeah. Yes. So good. Yeah. It's yeah. so helpful. That's and so don't good. wait until something's bad. Go now. No, it's yeah. okay. Exactly. If your marriage is doing great, go, go. Anyway. I love that. Go totally. get, you know. To gain skills, to gain tools. The, tools. the tools. I loved how you said that. Yeah. The tools. I, I've are seen so, so many, you know, in years of pastoral ministry, people that are needing that come up to me needing something aren't connected to other people. Right. You see it every single time. Yeah. Like right. are you in a home group? Are you in a small group? Do you have friends? Almost invariably they say, not really. Yeah. Like, well, you're needing something from me right now right. because you're not invested in people's lives yeah. in that way. And so I want to, I want to, I want to turn it a little bit and just ask you this question because, you know, we talk about how you know, marriage is hard, but yeah. relationships are hard. Yeah. Yes. And, I, and I think some people get that idea of like, oh, well, if marriage is hard, why do I need marriage? You know, a lot of people aren't getting married today. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just choosing to live together in the world mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Um, I mean, divorce within Christian families is huge. Oh, yeah. It's so high. Um, maybe we could talk for a few moments about like the beauty, like the, we love, like we fight so that we can stay married because yeah. we yes. want to be married. Right. Yes. Oh my word. Yes. Like, this she, is I mean, worth it. It's so worth it. I mean, the, she is, uh, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. I wouldn't be the person that I am without my wife. Mm-hmm. And that's just a fact. Um, she has uh, her strengths, you know, or my weaknesses, mm-hmm. my strengths are her. And we just, we benefit one another yeah. and it's literally this beautiful kind of dance that mm-hmm. we have of just mm-hmm. going, you're learning how to yes, go with each other and that. dance through life. And you know, one thing that I, I love and we've learned to walk our brokenness together. Mm-hmm. And wow. you know, when you give mm-hmm. up on your marriage, I would tell people, if you're listening right now and you're thinking about giving up your marriage, yeah. can I just tell you that if you're going to try to find somebody better, guess what? You're going to marry someone broken. <laughs> so, yeah. so you're not going to be, it's not going to be any different. The grass different. is not green on the other side. It is side. not no, greener. Not. So yeah. you're going to find someone that you're going to have to restart mm-hmm. and relearn, find out all their brokenness as well. Right. And then realize, Oh my word. And so for me, it's like, I joyfully walk through this life, learning her and getting to know her and her right. heart mm-hmm. and the gifts that she brings and the things that bring life to me. And it's mm-hmm. just, there's so much joy in that. And then raising kids. Yeah, these and, beautiful little humans. Oh, my yeah. word. You know this, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, if it, 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 having the example, too, because people are like, well, I can not be married and have kids. So it's the whole, like, right. being, there's a beauty of actually becoming one yes. that is ordained by God, yeah. mm-hmm. that is holy, yeah. and it's beautiful, and it's right, because yeah. that's how God intended it. Yeah. And then once you do that, and then once you have children under that, 
you know, guys of, of not guys, but just that beautiful, um, you know, uh, sanctified mm, sanctity bond, of marriage, yeah. all that. Mm. It just makes it so much greater because yeah. then you have a next generation who are watching it properly done. Because yeah. what do you want? Let's think, well, I don't want to get married, but I'll have kids. Well, they're going to watch something that's not right. I mean, you're actually leading them in a sense astray, right, right. saying this is okay to right. walk in sin. Now, it doesn't mean God's not going to forgive you. It doesn't mean any of that kind of stuff, but you're not going to be raising up the next generation. I mean, right. what does it say? Sorry, I'm kind of going off here, but what does it say in the Bible about you don't want to cause children to stumble and essentially be causing children to stumble yeah. when you're like, hey, it's okay to like have kids, to live together, to sleep together without yep. being married. It's okay. You're not, you're, it's not right. Right. And so well, we're not think, preparing them. No. no. And, and the world would give you this false lie that there's a sense of freedom. But I'm just telling you, when Jeremy and I got married, what I felt knowing that I was entering a lifelong commitment with him, there was so much insecurity that instantly left. Mm -hmm. yeah. It vanished because I knew we were committed for life. Yeah. And I, I feel so confident out of that, that mm -hmm. as much as the world says, well, you can do all these things, but I'm telling you, you always have that insecurity that the other person is not as committed as you are. Mm -hmm. So there's, so you're afraid to, you are afraid to be vulnerable. Like with Jeremy and I, we're in it for the long haul. Yeah. yeah. And so there isn't all this so much insecurity that goes away because we're committed, mm -hmm. because we're married right. and we have this commitment to each other that almost like seals this, mm -hmm. the ability to, to love each other well and to be transparent and to, and like you even said, like walk each other's brokenness yeah. where I feel like when you don't have that foundation of the commitment, there's just this constant thread of nagging deep insecurity yeah. Um, because there isn't that marriage commitment. And I just, it's like the world just has this like, well, you could do that. It's okay. You can try it out and see how it is. But I'm just telling you that I'll never forget the day that we got married, that it was like this insecurity just left. Cause mm. I was like, he is mine and I am now his forever. We're sealed together and we're in it for the long haul. So like, know, come I what may, you know, that's so that's, beautiful. And, that's so beautiful. And we knew honestly, from the get go, that divorce was not an option. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So if we made this commitment, it's through thick and thin. Yeah. It's yeah. the it's the vows that you take. Even if you Sickness walk a mile and, and a half. Uh, if you walk a mile and a half. It's, it's working out. Yeah, yeah. and some you know days I mean? are hard. Yeah. They yeah. are hard, yeah. you know. Yeah. But it's, it's so wonderful to to share life with my best friend. Mm -hmm. You know, to share life yeah. and to to experience all these things with yeah. someone that you know so well that you're one with that yeah. God has ordained. I mean, you guys like, have been on a wild ride. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a wild, wild ride. Yeah. A wild ride of like albums and tours uh, yeah. and then movie and right. then yeah. books and then kids. And I mean, all these yeah. kinds of things yeah. going on. And to be able to say that like your best friend is yeah. with you, mm. you know, you don't need some dude that, you know, whatever you've got, no. you know, it, I mean, we, we need guy yeah. friends. We need totally. girlfriends. Yeah. We need all that. But to have your wife, your mm. spouse yeah. be mm. the person that like you look for to being with yeah, yeah. It makes a world of like difference when i go somewhere like we've been to 42 countries when i go somewhere <laughs> and i've been to so many without her and it's sad and i remember just being there like ah like it just right? would be rad to spend this with her right? and mm. i want her to see this and experience it don't you feel me. like you're like you're yeah. not a part of me is yeah, it's yeah not, not really there. experiencing yep. it mm. because she's not there mm. so that's the beauty of it Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I'll my. go any country with you, babe. Let's oh, go. yeah. Oh, that's yeah, sweet. You're, you're a traveler, it. right? Oh, yeah. I, love you, I love it you, so much. You're oh. a missionary all the way through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> through and through. I mean, yeah. all the way through. I think that's where we just immediately resonated so, oh, yeah. 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 so, so much spirits. with you guys. Kindred oh, spirits from the front. Yeah. 
I was going to say one more thing that I think is so beautiful about marriage is, you know, you marry each other at, you know, for Jeremy and I, I was in my early twenties, but then it's like, you get to explore so much life together as you're also changing and growing. Mm. So Jeremy was not a dad when I married him, right? Mm -hmm. He was a single guy. So there's that season. And then all of a sudden I get to see him as a dad Mm -hmm. and then I get to see him as a minister of the gospel. And then it's, I get to see him one day, hopefully we'll see each other as grandparents. Mm -hmm. And it's like, as you're changing and growing through life, I just think it's so, it is rad that you have somebody totally. that experiences all different elements of who you are and who you're becoming. And mm-hmm. sometimes seasons are difficult and sometimes yeah. they're amazing. And just learning each other in each different season is so much fun. It's amazing. Wow. That's so yeah. good. That's so that's powerful. So sweet. Love that. Yeah, that's powerful. We love you guys are Yeah, we love we marriage, do. right? Yeah, we love it. We love yes. family. We love marriage. So get the book in you this <laughs> and we're giving it to you. We're gonna get it into your hands. Make sure you subscribe. Go onto the website crossingculture.org or filmetzker.com. And we want to make sure you get this and we want you to read it because I want to start a little book club. I want married couples, single people. Widow, widowers, divorcee, yeah. whoever, whatever season of life you're in, yeah. I'd love to get you to read this book because a book that is, tr- uh, when people are transparent, that book will change your life. Mm-hmm. So read it. And then maybe we could do a little, uh, maybe at some point we're going to jump on with these guys again and have a little special thing for just those of you that read the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time for Digital Book Club. Yeah. Question yeah. and yeah. answer. Right. Little yeah. question and we're answer. Yeah. Okay. What'd you say? What'd you call little it? Little question and answer. Little time? Q&A, yes. but you got to read the book okay. and you got to get the book. So you need to subscribe. Um, you guys are amazing. And you have, Jeremy, you have an album coming out. I do, in September. Wow. September 10th. <gasps> that is yeah. so exciting. I'm hoping that we're going to put this out that month. Oh, that's perfect. Right? Wow. So coming out soon. Coming out right now. Right. It might be right now. It <laughs> I mean, be, or it could be out. I don't yeah, know. It, it could already be out. out. Week, no, but just I mean, because I think that's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's the reason why I think this season has been... Um, exciting for me in a sense of my my slate has been cleaned a little mm. bit where i'm like all right well everything got canceled you know a tour got canceled movie got canceled like but writing songs didn't get canceled wow. and That's so cool. god started downloading songs and it started with me and hers album so we were did this worship album That's, together it's a powerful that album god just like downloaded stuff which was beautiful and i wanted to do it with her i'm like mm-hmm. we're so together cool. and it was yep. just an amazing time I love that. then all of a sudden it was just all these things that I just got inspired. I didn't even realize that I had so much in me to say mm. until all these lyrics started coming out and I just went, Oh my word, I have a lot in me. I remember oh. just telling her, I don't know. Like this has been such a hard year and mm. such a bummer that I'm like, I don't even feel like that. Have, have I grown? Like, mm, you know what I mean? Right. Do I, have I learned anything? Right, like, right. you know, is, anything, is there anything there? Yeah. Is there anything there? Like, yeah. am I just kind of going, you know, I'm, I need to get it, take a break. And God's like, nah, I'm going to breathe life into you and not even realize in a sense that life was breathed so much mm. into me because it, awesome. it came out through these songs. Oh. And so, um, is the song that you just released, I know like, um, right now you just put something yeah, out. That's, that's from, gonna, that's going to be, be from, from that album. And that song awesome. kind of came from just the concept of going, I mean, there was so much happening that, you know, and I was getting attacked in my mind a ton too. And, uh, God kind of spoke to me cause I was just getting so sick of COVID and quarantine. Yeah. And I remember just being like, Oh, I want to get through this so bad. I'm just ready to get through this. Mm-hmm. And God literally spoke to me. And I, I don't have these moments all the time where I feel like not an audible voice, but in your heart very loudly. And he just said, 
Jeremy, I want to get through to you during this mm. instead of you trying to get through this. And it was like, mm. so I went, okay, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you teaching me? And I think that was the start of wow. this album. And that song was When You Speak, because all the lies, all the things that were going on in my mind, it just says, when you speak, I'm found with the sound of peace be still. The wind and the waves, they bow to your will. Um, I drown my fear of the love so real when you speak. And I think it's just this, mm. you know, the, the one of the, it starts off saying, I know, um, no, I, I find it's always the lie that's the loudest, but I know the one with the power is never the one with the shouting. That is shouting. Wow. So she's saying, like, the enemy is the one, like, that's, that's, that's really cool. so loud. I wish she could write a song, babe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. If only he could write, know, you know, and like, sing and all. Totally it's like, oh my man, gosh, you realize yeah. that when, when you actually lay those things at the feet of Jesus, he's the one with the power. Mm-hmm. And he's not shouting. Yeah, he's just yeah. like, just come to me. Yeah, but you know what? That's like, um, that's like out of that, like, kind of, what do we call it? Like the clickety clackety sounds of yeah. Christian music. That's like, there's depth in what you're, yeah. I mean, that's, there's real depth. Cause I try to really, you wow. know, be creative in what I, the yeah. sounds and stuff. And this, like, if you listen to the song, just not face value, but it's kind of just listening to it. It's like, Oh, it's a fun, that beat song. But when you actually dig into it, you're like, Oh, well you make it, you got to make see. it that we'll want to listen. Right. But then you write it so yes. that we will that's get something. hundred percent. Right? And it's, this whole record has, it's all that. That's fun. So creatively was, it's one of my favorite records I've, I think wow. I've ever done, even just lyrically too, and the content of it. So that's so cool. I, I mean, so like, you guys have been busy through COVID. Yeah, we have actually. You know, it was, it was a different kind of busy yeah. than, than yeah. for us because we usually travel all the time. Right. So in some ways, it felt like we really weren't. But then when I look back, I'm like, oh no, yeah, we, we really stuff. were kind of busy. <laughs> it's like we did just an album together. We're doing another album. Yeah. We had a movie yeah. come out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we probably did. A hundred interviews during yeah. COVID. A hundred. Awesome. Wow. Like okay. Podcasts um, and interviews. Personal and... favorite of interviews you guys did. Oh, this one by far. It's got to be Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, Steph God. Curry. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're so cute. Oh, I know. No. Yeah. Talking about the Steph Curry. Oh, yeah. That one was pretty I, epic. Yeah. That was. I love Steph Curry. And, and oh. so when they asked me to be on this thing with, with him and his wife and we sang a song and it was just like. Really? It was this really so happening. Fun. Fun. No, we were watching. We were like, yeah. watched it live. Yeah. Himself. Like, I was yeah. like, yes. yes. Oh my goodness, Steph Curry. Like, oh um, my gosh, there's Jeremy Camp. Oh my gosh, there's Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> and Aisha, Aisha, we're kind of big fans of hers. Oh, like, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. So I'm anyway. semi fan of his. You know, he plays for the wrong team. <laughs> you, know how that goes. Yeah, you know how that goes. But I'm actually a, a Warriors fan. You're a Warriors this fan. This is why so. though. Mm. So everyone's like, why are you a, are you like a bandwagon fan? I was like, no, because before they were any, it was his first year before they were anybody. I sat down, a friend of mine has season tickets and he has tickets on the floor. There you it's go. Like, it must be nice. There you wow. go. And he took me to a game and I sat there on the floor right next to the whole team. Yep. Like just being there. I'm like, I'm like, going to root for Like what a vibe. Them. Okay, you pick them. And I went, I'm going to root for you. Now I'm a Pacers fan because I'm Indianapolis, you yeah. know, Indiana. But I was like, I'm going to pick them as well. And uh, they all of a sudden started I mean, dominating. To see, that's like, amazing. To see Steph do something, I mean, he's at the top of the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally at the top of the NBA heat, yep. really. And to see him like, I'm going to give time during this like difficult for season for worship. Yeah. Not even just to have good conversation, but like, I want people to, I want to introduce all of my world to worship. Yep. That's that so was beautiful. Powerful. It was yeah. powerful. That is a powerful So thing. as much as I wish we were your favorite, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm already saying my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my favorite of your interviews was yes. that one. Was definitely Steph Curry. And then the kids are writing songs, man. Yeah. We, yeah. we just got Amazing. to sit with Ari and Bella and I mean, powerful stuff. So. Yeah. And then we're, we got to do stuff with them too, which was so sweet. So sweet. What a sweet time. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been, been incredible. A, well, I want to thank you guys for doing this. Thank you guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank we you. just we love y'all. Yeah, yeah, we love you guys. If you didn't already, like I told you, you got to get this book in unison. 
make sure you go onto the website, crossingculture.org or filmetzker.com. And um, like I said, get it and start reading because soon, those of you that got it here on the show, we're going to make sure that we can jump on and do a fun little uh, book club, some kind of digital book club. Uh, Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Crossing Cultures with Phil Metzger. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more content, you can subscribe to our podcast, Crossing Cultures. Visit us at crossingculture.org, or you can connect with us on social media. If you live in San Diego, we would love to see you in person. Calvary San Diego meets on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. You can find our address at www.calvarysd.com. We're a new show, and we would love to hear from you. Would you leave us a voice message at 619-500-4772? Again, that's 619-500-4772. And let us know how this show is reaching you. And pray about supporting the ministry of crossing cultures in prayer and financially as we seek to connect to those who may live, believe, or think differently than we do for the sake of the gospel. Visit us at crossingculture.org. Thank you for being with us. And we hope you join us next week on Crossing Cultures.